Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So the, the message of the Bible differs greatly, obviously, from the, the message of the world, and it's mostly on self-motivation. Um, the world teaches you to self-motivate, to be better for yourself, to be better for whatever it is that you care about most, um, which is usually just me, right? That's how most you know of everybody in the world, um, from a very young age, is kind of beat into you to, to think about self. You know, self-motivation, self-help, self-this, self-that, self-that. And the problem is that the more we focus on self, the more we focus on world, because the Bible teaches us not necessarily be self-motivated for self, but it be self-motivated for kingdom. And that's God's kingdom. So our focus is to be on self. We need to be focusing on things like prayer, things like uh, daily reading, devotionals, um, learning about who Jesus was, why he came, you know, understanding that the reason he had to go to the cross is because we couldn't do it. You know, um, as humans, we couldn't, we couldn't get to that forgiveness level. Therefore, Jesus had to come. He had to come to save everyone. And, and that's who he came for, is to save everyone. So, you know, the, the Bible calls us to be different. Uh, Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world. And that's hard for a lot of us, especially like me, because, you know, I didn't grow up in church. I probably went here or there, grandma, you know, every once in a while ended up in a church on an Easter or something. And, you know, for, so someone like me where I was, I was almost 30 before I accepted the Lord as my Savior. And so I had 30 years of worldly influence of just, you know, this is how my thought process is. And I would say that it's probably taken me all of about until yesterday to figure out this. So, <laughs> which is that it's not about me. Um, yes, we, we have to focus each and every day on, on praying for our, our lives. We have to focus each and every day on what we read, um, filling our lives with the Bible and who God is. But it's to become kingdom-minded, because the more kingdom-minded we are, the more we can reach those who are not a part of the kingdom. And that's what it's truly about. I mean, once you, once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, from that point on, you're working as a servant of the Lord. That's what a disciple is. And for us to go make more disciples, you would have to get some form of knowledge of what you would be discipling too, right? So, I mean, you wouldn't go fishing without a fishing pole and lures and, and bait and line and all the other things. So, you know, like if you're anything like my family, it's like a 24-hour trip to go anywhere fishing. So you have to have drinks and sodas and, and you got your sandwiches and all this stuff. You, you're prepared. Well, it's the same thing with us as Christians, you know, to, to truly show the love of Christ. Well, we, we kind of have to know what that love is. The only way you're going to find out is by getting in the Bible, reading it, understanding it, um, studying it. Uh, right now, I mean, with technology where it is, like there's literally no excuse on to not have the information that you seek, biblically speaking. Um, there's a lot of information out there where people have already done the legwork. 
You know, they've already done the legwork on how the words break down scripturally from Greek to the translation. And, you know, the, the, the legwork's there. And the more you understand where that came from and where those scriptures came from and who they were to who and, you know, why they were being said, it all helped. <coughs> Sorry. It all helps with our own understanding of who Jesus is, who God is, and, and the love and mercy and forgiveness that he's bestowed upon us. It, most of the time we take it for granted. And that's because of the world concepts that are just, like, be, like I said, they're beat into us from a very young age to only think for yourself, to work for yourself, to work by yourself, you know, push really hard for yourself, and you'll get all the things you really wanted in life. You know, you can be anything. That, that's pounded in our heads from a very young age. You can be anything you want as long as you work hard for it, and that's absolutely true. The problem is if the only thing you ever work hard for is yourself, you're going to be a very lonely person. So, the world teaches you self, but the Bible teaches you kingdom. And that's because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Every single one of us were saved because he came down, because he gave up his life for ours. He became sin in our place for what we truly deserve, which was to be crucified on a cross for the sins that we could never stop committing. I mean, that's why he had to be there. Again, it's because humans can't stop being humans. We were born into sin. That sin is there in our lives. And the Bible says that each and every day we will fall short of the glory of God. So that sin is there. We have to, you know, obviously the Bible says, again, do not be conformed to this world. Well, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says he's made us a new creation. So if we're a new creation, then it's going to take twice as much work to pull our thought processes to where he wants them. And that's because of the indoctrination of the world that you've had up until that point. You know, like me, like I said, it was, I was almost 30 years old. So I had 30 years of worldly views, worldly concepts, worldly thought processes that I had to break down to truly understand that it's not about me. It's about God. It's about Jesus. And, and if I truly want to know what his purpose is for my life, then I have to follow Romans 12 which is that I am a living sacrifice to him. It's my only true and proper worship. What that means is you give yourself up. The only way you can truly help someone else is to give up self. You, know, you, you can't be selfish and helpful in the same thing. So Romans 12 tells us that we have to. And, and we'll... we'll it just takes a lot of self-work to get to that point where you can truly be letting go of self. You know, um, like I said, I mean, I would say it took me all up until this week, basically, you know. I mean, we always have these selfish concepts. We have these selfish wants. Uh, you know, I've worked hard for this. I want that. You know, or I, I'm pushing, you know, no, I'm not going to give to this person because I, I, that $20 is for whatever. You know, we, we use excuses to not help other people. When really, if we were to be more open and gracious towards the helping, there would be more there to help with. And that's what the Bible tells us, is that the more we share, the more that we give to others, the more God will bless us with. So, if, we focus, if our focus is more on the world around us, instead of the one within us, we will not be as effective for the kingdom of God. We're showing and sharing our worldly views more than we are grace, mercy, forgiveness, and the love of God. You know, um, and it all leads me to social media. I mean, it, it can be a great, 
business idea, um, marketing-wise. Social media can be great as far as being able to reach loved ones or reach church members that you can't reach otherwise. All that, you know, it can be a great tool, but, I mean, what do you see more on it? Do you see unity or do you see divisiveness? You know, anything can be used for good, but when you have Christians arguing online against each other, and then you have someone who doesn't know God, who doesn't know Jesus, going, well, they're really no different than me. What's the point? You know, the Bible calls us to be different. It calls us to not take part in divisive conversations. It takes us, tells us to, to unify the body of Christ. And you're not going to unify the body of Christ by creating a divisive point. You know, we got to quit taking part in conversations of did you hear what so-and-so or did you, do you, do you know what they did? We all have a past and Jesus says that that's gone. He's, he's taking care of that. So we can't focus on what someone did. Instead, instead of having those conversations of did you hear so-and-so, we need to be having conversations like how can we help this person? How can we be there for them? Uh, is there something we can do food-wise? Is there something we can, you know, maybe I just be an ear for them. Maybe I can just be a shoulder for them. There, there's so many ways that you can help someone without, you know, having to you know, monetarily foot, you know, foot the bill or something of that nature. Um, I mean, that's, that's how we are called to be different. Like I said, our focus can't be on the world more than what we are to be called, and that's to be called you know, different. We're supposed to share this love. We're supposed to share this, this mercy and grace and forgiveness that we've been bestowed upon us, or that you know, he bestowed upon us. You know, we, we say that we believe in God and we believe in Jesus, but then when someone hurts us, it's almost like we would shun them away from God. You know, because, oh, they hurt me, so, you know, yeah, don't, don't, don't listen to them. You know, and whether they hurt you or not doesn't change the fact that Jesus still came for their sin as well. And, and that's what I, today's message is kind of, I guess, maybe in a, a downward angle. But I, I see too much worldly view concept divisive talk from supposed Christians. And, and as Christians, again, we're supposed to... We're supposed to be unifying the body of Christ. We're supposed to be sharing the love of Jesus Christ. Love changes lives, not condemnation. You know, not once has an overly opinionated perception of someone else's life ever helped them. You know what I'm saying? I, I can look at someone's life from the outside all day, but without ever, without ever being in their footsteps, without ever being part of whatever it is they're going through, without going through their entire life process... I can't be a judge on how they handled that situation. But what I can be is a friend. What I can be is a brother or a sister or, you know, a, a shoulder to cry, a, a shoulder to lean on. Maybe I can even be a, a footstool to, to lift them up. You know, I mean, there's just so many ways that we could be there for other people that can, it's, it's far more productive than sharing some divisive viewpoint on Facebook. You know, and taking part in all the, the ridiculous craziness that we see going on in the world right now. Again, the Bible says that we are to be different. And when we judge others, I just want to point out Matthew 7. Jesus says, in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use it, it will be measured unto you. So the more you look at other people's lives and, and not offer some form of help, the more you're judging their position, their, their perspective, it, that, that same judgment is being passed on to you. you know? and, it, and it's not to say 
not to use uh, knowledge as to someone's position. What I mean by that is, I'm not saying you have to be a part of everything. Uh, part of one of the biggest problems we have is that through Google and internet and social media, now we have so much access, we also feel that our opinion has to be said every time. You know, because we have informed ourselves, all of a sudden we need to share an opinion about everything. And my wife gets on to me all the time about it. Like, you don't have to share everything. And finally, I understood that. I mean, because I was becoming part of the problem. I'm sitting here having conversations with people who don't know Jesus Christ about some political nonsense that has yet to affect my life in any way. And we're both arguing on different sides of this thing all the while. Now we don't want to talk to each other. or We've unfriended each other on Facebook. You know, we're, we're losing those relationships with people over worldly concepts and views. And that's, we're called to be different. So I've got three things this morning to, to just help us to be different. And honestly, I mean, it's just kind of just following everything I just said. Um, step one, quit being you. We have to quit us. You know, when, it, when we talk about being a living sacrifice, we give ourselves up to God. We give ourselves up. We give our lives up. We give our children up. You know, we, we have so much faith in the plan of God and his purpose that we know it's going to come true. And until we quit being us and start being more like what God says for us to be, we're not going to see that purpose come true because we are getting in the way. So step one, you have to give up me. We've got to quit talking about people. We've got to quit taking part in destructive, divisive conversations about people or political parties or whatever else it be. If it doesn't unify, then it doesn't, it's not beneficial. Um, pushing people away from God is not a thing that we want to do. And, and this church does a great job of when people come in, we show them love. We show, you know, hey, how you doing? We love it that you're here. Thank you for coming with us, you know. And we do such a great job showing that love. But it's not about just what we do here. What are we doing Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday? You know, are, are we still showing that same love out there when we see someone at Walmart and you can actually tell who they are through that mask? Because I have a really hard time of seeing who people are with a mask on. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, just saying, that just because there's a pandemic does not stop who we have to be. Okay? Yes, we're not allowed to be with certain people, but it doesn't mean you still can't help them. There's other ways. Um, even if it's nothing more than gathering with a few other people to pray for them. You know, I mean, that's one of the biggest things we can do for anyone is pray. I mean, we have prayer teams for this very reason where, you know, you share something that's happening in your life that you would love for us to pray over. You, you just let somebody know, and it happens. We have entire teams of people. We have emails going out, text messages nonstop. Everybody pray. And, and that is what it's about is being there for each other, being there for those who don't know Jesus to, to just come into their lives and, and to change their lives the way that we've experienced. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. So step two is prepare. Um, like I said, you wouldn't go fishing without being prepared in some way, shape, or form. You're going to bring something with you. Same thing when, when we're going out into this world, if we're not prepared and we're still sticking with those old concepts, those old views, we're, the world's just going to run us over because now we're what we call a fence rider. Okay, we're, we're out in the world doing the world things, but we're in here talking about Jesus things. And 
you know, lukewarm isn't going to get you anywhere. Lukewarm is going to get you run over on both sides is what it will do. You know, and uh, when it says there's a narrow way, if you're riding that fence, that isn't the way. You're going to hit something, and it ain't going to be fun. So the world's going to beat us up as long as we're riding that fence, and so we've got to give ourselves up. We've got to be that living sacrifice that Romans 12 talks about. When we talk about doing uh, the preparatory work, you know, reading the Bible each and every day prepares our hearts, it, but it, it gives us more knowledge of who Jesus is. The more we know about him, the better we can serve him because we know who he is. And it's not about self-preparation. It's not about how much you can memorize in Scripture. It's about how close you can get with Jesus. That's what it's about. You can quote all the scriptures in the Bible and, and not know a thing about Jesus, not have a single relationship with him. There's plenty of atheists out there who will argue all day with you and know scripture probably better than anybody else in this room. But it's because you can memorize something without ever believing it. You can memorize something without ever knowing it. And, and this is about knowing him. Everything we do is about knowing him who saved us. Is having a personal relationship so deep with Jesus Christ that it just bleeds out onto people who don't know him. They want to know, what is that, that that's in you? What is that glow? What is that, you know, why are you helping me? You don't even know me. You know, those conversations lead to, well, you know, I got helped here. I'm just passing it on. Jesus saved me, and I'm just passing this grace on. I feel like, you know, Jesus told me to do this for you. You know, it, that showing of love, that showing of grace and mercy is truly how we reach other people. That, I mean, that's the only way to do it. It's not just going to, bloop, oh, here's the 40 families we prayed about this year. No, it's going to happen because we show so much love. Those 40 families want to know what is that? What, what is that love? What is that glow about forward church? What is that light that, that is coming out of these people? I want to know what that is. I want to worship like that. I, wanna, I want him to touch my life so deep that it changes who I am. That it changes who I want to be. It changes who I want to be around. It changes the conversations I want to have. It changes the movies I want to watch. It changes the type of music that I listen to. We want to have so deep a relationship with Jesus Christ that it literally just explodes out onto other people. And, and he touches their lives the way he has ours. That's what it's all about. Sorry. So Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. And that's all about in the self-preparation. But when you couple that with, you know, the, the Mark 12 where Jesus is replying back, you know, the, the two commandments that are the greatest commandments. It says, love God with all your heart. And then in 31 he says to love your neighbor. And no commandment is greater than these. So when you, when you work for God, you're sharing love. And that's number three, is to share love. If we will be a person and, and be a people that shares love more, then other people will experience that love more. I mean, it's just it's simple math, one plus one. Um, if, if we can be that light for other people, then you know, that every, everything else will come in fruition. Uh, every blessing that God has bestowed upon your life is hidden within helping someone else, I promise. Because anything that you're doing for yourself, if it's not a kingdom-minded self-motivation, it's going to be a failured self-motivation. 
And, and that's just because, I mean, the Bible says, as a, as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus Christ, anything you do without him is going to fail. It's just, that's, you can do nothing without him. So, we're, you know, when you're making decisions this week and you're going through everything, you know, have that in mind. Like, well, God, what should I do about this situation? Or, or you see somebody that's hurting or you hear, you know, so-and-so did so-and-so and did this and that and the other. You, you take that into account, but you don't gossip about it. You find out what you can do about it. How can you help? How can you share love with this person that otherwise wouldn't be, you know, having that help, wouldn't have that love, wouldn't have that ear to listen to them? Um, sometimes some people just want to be heard. I mean, it's as simple as just listening and, and being there for someone. So that's pretty much all I got. And, uh, I mean, in closing, I'm just going to say that uh, we can either be a tool for the enemy or we can be a tool for God. Like I said, you can't ride the fence in, in a life of Christ. You know, if you're going to serve God, there is no riding the fence. There's no lukewarm. You have to serve him with all your heart. It says to give him everything that you have because he's already given it to you. And I just want to encourage each one of us this week, as we go through the week, to be a blessing to someone else. God will bless you with more to bless with someone else. Um, that's, that's the reason that he blesses us, is to be a blessing. So I want to encourage everyone this week just to, to go through your week and look for those opportunities. They're there every single day, I promise. There's always an opportunity where, I mean, maybe it's just a hello or, you know, just something simple, a gesture, a nod. Uh, you know, it, it can be something as simple as just saying good morning to somebody. You know, you never know someone's hurt. We don't know what people are going through. Same thing for everyone in this room. I have no clue what any of you are going through. But what I do know is that Jesus Christ is there for you because you've accepted him. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he says he will be there for you. You just have to go to him. And he always meets us right there where we left him. Every single day, he, he restores us. He gives us grace and mercy and forgiveness every single day of our lives, yet we're not out there showing it. Why? I mean, if, if it truly is so profound in your life that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, how could it be hard to show someone else that same love? I, you know, we, we've got to share the love that Jesus has bestowed upon us so that others can be a part of that. It's something you want to share with everyone. You know, once you become a part of the, the family, once you become part of Jesus Christ and you understand what he gave up, just so you, your soul could be free, so you'll have treasures built in heaven, so that you'll have a place to go to be there with the loved ones that you've lost. He gave up his life. He gave up everything he had just so that we could accept that and be a part of it. So this week as you're going through, I just want you to think about Think about serving someone else in any way, shape, or form. I don't care what it is. I mean, wear a pair of gloves and help somebody go grocery shopping. I don't know. But I promise you, with that entire community out here, there's, there's ways that we can help through the love that God has already given us to help with. Everything we need, he's already provided to do a good thing in his kingdom. I promise that. So if we'll, you know, if we'll just get out of our own way, if we'll give up self, if we'll quit being us, 
if we'll put in the work to be prepared and to show love and to share to to, to do these three things just to be better christians we will share the love and kingdom of god with others and it'll just make this this community greater it'll make everything we want around here greater because it'll be guided and and loved by god because of a godly people who shared his love so i just want to encourage everyone this week as you go through the week just please think about that think about everything you could do for someone else yeah work hard for yourself absolutely i mean i'm i know i'm going to work tomorrow and i'm gonna work really hard this week (laughs) and it is hot so i get off work and i don't want to do nothing else but i'm challenging myself this week i you know the opportunities are there every single day and we have got to reach other people through the love of jesus christ not through this condemnation, not through a, a conversation about what they're doing wrong or, or whatever it is. I mean, a lot of times our view of wrong is, is, a, is a perceptional thing. You know, it's subjective to our own opinion and our own perspective. You know, when you come from another area, you have a different perspective of life. You have different views. You have different morals. And, and I just want to encourage people this week to just be open to other perspectives. You're not always right. And just because you think you are right doesn't mean it has to be shared. I promise if you'll have a loving conversation with somebody, they'll be willing to have those tough conversations later. But if we start off with a tough conversation of division and corruption and and whatever else it be that that is just creating this atmosphere of hate, if we take part in that, it will do no good for either party. And if anything, it's going to corrupt how you think. It's going to corrupt how you think about another person that you probably don't even know. Just random bot on Facebook. So I just want to, I want to encourage you this week to, to be loving, to be caring, to be kind. You know, send text messages to people that you haven't talked to in a while. Let them know you're, you're thinking about them. Sometimes that's all it takes. You know, someone out there right now is, is having a hard time and nobody, you know, how many times, I know I've done it in my life. You sit there and nobody's reached out for a while and you're just like, you know, it's just me. Let somebody know it's not just them this week. Be there for them. Share love. Do and put the work in. That's what I got this week. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to hear your word, Father. We thank you for the opportunities every day to share your love, to share your kindness. Lord, we thank you that you have made us a new creature that you've given us new thoughts, new thought processes, new wills, new wants. God, I pray that each one of us will be a living sacrifice to you this week, that we will give up our own wants, that we will give up our own agenda, that we'll give up everything that we hold true and believe in everything you say is true. I pray that everybody in this house will commit to just sharing so much love this week that people truly want to know where that love comes from. And God, we know that it comes from you. So I thank you. I pray for protection over the entire house this week, over Pastor Bradley as he comes home. Father, I pray your protective hands over each and every one of us that no harm will come against us, no weapons formed against us shall prosper. Lord, I pray for the future of this house, that we will have our own house, to share even more love, to share even more grace and mercy, 
your forgiveness with a, a world that needs you more now than ever, Father. I thank you for all that you've done. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.